Well, I hope everybody enjoyed our live stream Dungeons and Dragons Calming the Chaos episode yesterday. For those of you who joined on the channel, I thank you. There were a lot of people in the chat that I was just meeting and some that I knew and were familiar. So as promised, I'm going to be providing you with some of the mental health takeaways of playing a game like Dungeons and Dragons. I think for me, the first takeaway is meeting new friends and congregating with old friends. And so nowadays we can do that online and where we can do it in person. There were those of us in our guild who knew each other and then there was other people who didn't and we all met up together for the first time. There were the people in the chat were who I knew and some of them that I didn't know. So I got to make new friends and I got to see old friends. So that's lesson number one that you can have and take away with you and that also calms your chaos as friends welcome to a special episode of calming the chaos where we're going live on youtube to try and find peace in the chaos of a dungeons and dragons world I'm Anka the Tiefling and I'll be your host today and along together with the rest of my Dungeons and Dragons guild we'll be going on an adventure and demonstrate how we as a guild handle chaos in the Dungeons and Dragons world. Now remember this is not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. It's just a chance for us to have fun while learning how to handle chaos in a Dungeons and Dragons world. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now, let the chaos begin. My character is Anka. And here I am. Here's our Dungeon Master's character. It's played by Tim. I'm gonna go ahead and bring Tim up into the stream. Welcome, Tim, Dungeon Master. Please be kind. Good morning. Can you tell me a little bit more about what tieflings do and then introduce yourself as a Dungeon Master? What does a Dungeon Master do? Well, basically the Dungeon Master kind of controls the narrative of the story. He explains things, kind of sets the picture. Um, if nobody's ever played Dungeons and Dragons, it's it's really a lot of imagination. You use your own imagination. I try and paint as as detailed a picture as I can, but obviously you're going to come up with the specifics. Uh, I might describe a room or a village like the, the picture behind me. Um, this is very detailed, but the way I would explain it, I would say there's a there's a tall building here and there's another building over here, and it would be your imagination that kind of describes what it is. Um, I'll describe the characters that are in the room, um, but a lot of things you are imagining yourself. And so that's kind of how that will go out. It's up for the party to determine what their actions are going to be. And there's a lot of dice rolling to determine if what they want to do actually happens or if something else happens. So that's sort of uh, the role of the Dungeon Master. Um, I can change the rules, so don't mess with me. And uh, that's sort of how it works. Yeah. All right. So thanks for explaining that. 
And now what we're going to do is we're going to introduce Edgar. And Edgar is the person who I really like as a guest because uh, they appeared on a stream of mine uh, before. And uh, this is a therapist who, actually Edgar is not a therapist, but the person who's playing Edgar is a therapist who uses Dungeons and Dragons in her work with tweens and teens. Uh, this is what Edgar looks like. He's 12 years old. And we're gonna go ahead and introduce Katie, Katie Lear, who is going to introduce her character, Edgar. Welcome Katie to coming the Dungeons and Dragons. Hi. I have just like ascended to another plane of existence. That that intro was the best. It was very exciting for me. Yeah. I saw you waving your hands in the green room and you were really you were like cheering me on. It was such a delight. I had not expected you to go this hard and I'm so glad that you did. So fun. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's uh, it's so great. Uh, and, you know, one of the things is about working so hard on a stream in the background and all the YouTube and the promotion and everything is, is that you really think I've gone through all this hard work and it's just going to fall on its ass. But hopefully it won't. You no. guys will keep me uh, situated and organized. So tell us a little bit about Edgar. Yeah. So Edgar is a 12-year-old uh, halfling boy sorcerer. Uh, he has the uh, urchin background. So Edgar's backstory is that he was uh, orphaned early in life and left at a sort of miserable orphanage home. And he is a wild magic sorcerer. So around kind of puberty age, he started getting these unexpected, uncontrollable bursts of magic that he had not anticipated and could not control, was eventually kicked out of his orphanage for being um, disruptive and not in control of his his magical abilities so he's he's developed a little bit more control since that time but there's still sort of an element of, of chaos to his uh magic which sometimes is not fully controllable uh so like a notable thing about edgar is that he has um eyeballs in the palms of his hands from a backfired spell a while back that he could have reversed but opted to keep because it's been kind of a fun party trick for him Party trick. Yeah. Don't we just love party tricks around here? Oh, yeah. that was from Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, That's a little right. bit. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of Pan's Labyrinth action there. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice, yeah. nice. Well, our next character that we are going to introduce is uh, Father Hands. And uh, this is being played by Pastor Mark, who's actually in the chat too. So it's uh, it's kind of a little bit of a stretch to do the YouTube chat and also be on StreamYard, but I think I'm trying to manage it. And thank you, Father Hands, for not only being a mod, but for being here today and with us. This is Father Hands. Look at this, what he can do with his hands. And I'm sure he can do uh, very much more. Uh, but we won't go into that. That's for the uh, nighttime after hours stream. Sorry, let's, children. <laughs> let's go ahead now and introduce Father Hands. Welcome to Calming the Chaos. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I am Father Hands. I'm a 19 year old human. I play. Um, I do play. I am a pastor in real life. So mm -hmm. I figured how apropos to wear the chasuble today. But yeah, I'm, I'm just a human and I. I uh, I keep the the serenity in the group and try to keep them off from not being too aggressive. Although from our last dungeon, <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten that from me. But that's me. I'm a human. I I have a little horse that I ride. I, I forget. I think he's a war horse. I have. Wow. But that's me, and I use my hands. But I was told I can't be touching everybody today from the DM. 
<laughs> yeah, well, we don't want any inappropriate touching, but if one of us gets injured, of course you Sorry, can heal children. us. That's, that's for our up late at night D&D episodes. <laughs> yeah, we need to do maybe a and d after hours. That would Where be kind of Where do I fun. watch that stream? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it took enough to plan this one, you know what I mean? <laughs> Beers, wines, and shots. <laughs> Beers, wines, and shots. <laughs> so Alt Tab awesome. will be my friend today. You have a draft horse, is what you have. Yes, draft horse. Draft horse. Yes, yeah. and not, not beer, but draft. Okay. Awesome. Yes. All right. So then now we have our next uh, character who happens to be Owen, who is a wizard. Uh, this is uh, this is a Father Hand's twin brother, which they look nothing alike um, in their characters, but in real life they are actual identical twins. And so uh, Scott can be a little bit of a trickster, so I'm a little scared. Last time he messed with me pretty good, and uh, I'm tr gonna try and be a little bit more wise to him this time. He always pulls something on me. He's a little prankster, and um, he's my brother-in-law. Welcome, Owen, Scott, to Calming the Chaos. Oh, and of course. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Just always sitting around a campfire. That's what I like to do, staring at the stars, you know, just just thinking about all the magic that's around us. I'm Owen. I'm a high elf wizard. I'm 101 years old. I was abandoned as a kid. I've never knew my parents, and that's my whole life. I've been searching for answers to the questions like, who was my father? Who was my mother? Traveling from one town to another, making friends, friends who any friend I've made is considered family. I might just add at this point that um, until this morning, uh, none of us except for me has met Katie, and I knew she would fit right in uh, to our guild. And so we do have one more character to introduce, although there's these are the only people you'll be seeing on screen. Uh, the last character we want to keep in our guild because, um, you know, he needs to continue to earn points and all that other stuff. And uh, so if I go ahead and flash his face on the screen. Can somebody, Dungeon Master or Scott or somebody, describe Thok? So this is Thok and Tracy and Scott or Owen and Anka will be um, handling his actions. He is a half-orc fighter. Not very smart. She's got him listed as a half-elf, but I think uh, it's, he's half-orc. Um, he's very powerful, extremely strong, um, but aside from that, um, not a whole lot to say. Uh, he did um, retrieve a magical longsword from their last adventure, so he does have, I think, other than Owen, the only magic item in the group, uh, unless Edgar has something. So, yes, he's very tall, he's very strong, very powerful. That's what he brings. The second mental health lesson that I have taken away from Dungeons and Dragons playing is this noticing and sensing and listening. We had somebody read us a letter and we listened and we noticed things about ourselves and we noticed things about our players in our guild. We noticed things in the chat. There was all kinds of noticing and listening going on, which does calm your chaos. Before this adventure began, you all received a letter. Um, and the letter read, My dear friend, it has been too long since our last gathering, such a long time ago that I am afraid this note finds you at my end times. 
This world is a harsh place, and as you know, I have lived this life to its extremes, hence the urgency of this letter. Upon my last adventure, I ran into a bit of a mess with, some nast with a nasty bunch, and I believe that my best days lay behind me. You see, I was tasked with retrieving a valuable amulet for the local parish. I believe the cleric there called it the Amulet of Faith. Now, I have no idea if it's magical or not, but what I do know is that the cleric there will pay handsomely for its return. Whilst I was scouting for this amulet, I happened upon some sort of a key to opening a doorway to a secret hideout. Unfortunately, it seems in my haste, it must have fallen out of my satchel while I was engaged with some foul orcs. This would be along the route to the entrance as I was retreating as quickly as I could. A couple of notes to be mindful of. I have also sent this letter to some of my other long lost friends, so don't be surprised if others show up to the rendezvous location. Secondly, your party may not be the only ones looking for the amulet. As always, be well and may the stars keep you safe at night. Yours truly, Adolf Benjamin III. So as you all received this via courier, you all, for some strange reason, recollect this gentleman sometime in your past. Some of you have had longer engagements, some of you very brief. Um, as Edgar, being such a young child, he does recall at some point in time running some sort of uh, into a Adolf, but he obviously uh, remembers you all. So as you all received this letter, you knew that the place to be is uh, in a town. So <clears throat> the favorite meeting place that you all remember Adolf meeting you at was in the small town of Baltonvale, usually at the Snapping Turtle Tavern. So that is where you all have gone to. You've all traveled to Baltonvale and have entered the tavern the Snapping Turtle Tavern. There you encounter the barkeep. His name is Yellen, or Yalin. He's an old elf who knew Adolf for more than 20 years. You recall his name and likeness from your memories with Adolf. While striking up a conversation with this gentleman, he lends some clues as to where he may have been. The third takeaway for me anyway yesterday when playing Dungeons and Dragons is this idea of assessing obstacles that are in the way of our goals. We work as a group to assess the obstacles, how bad they are, and we congregate together. So who would like to converse with this sprite? Do, 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 do. Uh, do, 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 do. Who would have the best? Who's got the highest charisma? Mm, I have, I a, have a. What do you have? A I got fourteen. Oh yeah, I've got a sixteen. Anka's got a seventeen plus oh, three Anka. too. Oh, so it's yes, Anka. Anka's got to. Uh, Anka's got to do it. Anka's going to have to talk to the sprite. So what do you want to say to this sprite? He has said you cannot pass without his permission. I don't know. I would just try and um, charm them uh, with just compliments, maybe. And they would be so wowed by me that they would just sort of, you know, be all blushing and just all, oh my gosh. And then they'd let us pass. I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, the sprite hears you and says, you know what, I, I recommend you do not go any further north 
there is a nasty gang that lives north of here. I had a good friend of mine get very hurt, and I do not know if this friend is even alive anymore. I, th I think we'll be okay. We've got a really good group here. Can you tell us what the name was of your good friend, just for confirmation purposes? His name was Adolf. Oh. Adolf. Adolf wrote the letter. My friend. My good friend. We too are on a mission for Adolf. He has sent us a letter. He has chosen us specifically to head north to encounter your enemies and our enemies. So please allow us to pass and continue our adventure. The fourth mental health lesson I learned from playing Dungeons and Dragons online yesterday was this idea of brainstorming with a larger group of people. So we had uh, five people in the stream, one was the dungeon master, and then there was four of us playing, plus Thok. And so that was really five people. That's the most I've ever played with. And there's a lot of ideas going around and brainstorming was crucial and key. And it can be used to calm your chaos. Whenever you're in chaos, brainstorm. There's actually been research out there that supports the idea that better decisions are being made in groups than in individuals. Isn't that crazy? We always think that we know the right decision, but what is really effective is when you do it in groups. And so that's the fourth lesson. Him. He's got a little owl. I have an owl. owl. My owl yeah. name is Luna, but that I would have to cast, uh, do a ritual, which would take an hour. Hour. I have, I have a little an owl. You got what? I have a mouse who rides in my pocket. Mm. I can send my mouth up. Can anybody yeah. talk to a mouse? Like anybody got? Well, hopefully you can. It's your mouse. I try. I, I to be honest, I've tried many times and never been successful. But my rolls tend to be unusually low from mouse for some reason. I'll do my very best. Uh, I I will take out Princess, which is my, my pet mouse. Aww. Okay. Uh, just a regular gray mouse uh, from the orphanage. I said, Princess, go for it. Tell us what you learn of the world, Princess. All right, so the little mouse scurries up ahead. Yeah. Oh, you it's do got a cold gun. Yeah. I yes. love it. Yes. Yeah. The mouse is gone for about five minutes or so, and then the mouse comes scurrying back, runs up your leg and into your hand. Oh. Princess, what, what, what's that you say, princess? So I would assume for this, do you want me to roll animal handling? What do you want me to roll? Uh, I want you yeah, to roll another want... 20. <laughs> no, never, never for the mouse. Another 20, yeah. That, nice. That's, that's going to be tough for you, but go ahead. Let's do a wisdom check. A wisdom check. Yeah, this, yes. is, this is my dilemma with the mouse. We just, you know. I'm, I'm looking at this and it looks like you need to roll a seven or less, so. Do you have anything for animal handling? A seven or less? I got a, I rolled a 17 on my animal handling check. Oh, wait. Okay, should that wait. Uh, minus seven should be, uh, what am I thinking? 13 or higher. That's right. Okay. All right, so the mouse... And, and you, you're the only one that understands this. And yeah. he says, there's a very large opening up ahead. Princess, she, I assume it's a she. Yeah. It's a very large opening up ahead. There are some creatures she doesn't really recall ever seeing before in her life. They're very large. And there is approximately five of them. There is one that is larger than the rest. There is a big mound. And there are two tents. 
to the left of the mound. The opening is about the size, uh, about the half the size of a football field, so to speak. And it's a clearing more than anything, so. The fifth lesson that I learned from playing Dungeons and Dragons on the live stream yesterday was that you can be creative. You can develop all kinds of different solutions to problems. In fact, there was one point in the stream where we had to crack a code and somebody says, hey, why don't we just use Anka's lock picking skills to do the code? And that was creative. Here we were trying to crack the code and I thought I was gonna do so well at it. Oh my goodness. Uh, this is what I have been able to discern about the code. Zero, one, two. One number is correct and well placed. Two, three, zero. One number is correct but wrongly placed. Oh God. One, eight, zero. One number is correct and well placed. Three, one, four. One number is correct but wrongly placed. Okay. Um, so this is a code, right? We're going to have to figure out what the code is. Decipher the code. Okay. I, I actually, in real life, know how to do these things. Oh, that makes sense. Perfect. Yeah. It's kind of like Minesweeper almost. So she has found this parchment. It is Adolf's key. It is a key code, as you guys have all discovered. Yeah. And as careful examination of the clearing that you guys have just been through, the mound that I had talked about, there is a doorway. And to the right of the doorway is a small dial. It is about circular. It's about, uh, about 12 inches but it is almost like three dials in one. There is an outer ring, an inner ring, and then an inner circle. And on each one of these, is it is numbered zero through nine. Okay. I think and I they do the move. They do move. What code see, shall we try? If I'm right, um, it, the code is 320. So as you move the dials and you move three to the outer, two to the middle, and zero on the inside, Nothing happens. Oh, shit. Oh, Owen no. steps up to the dial. Let me check the chat really quick and see if somebody has oh, an idea. Oh, someone save us from ourselves. <laughs> one, two, okay, three. Okay, Van, Van Strife is saying one, two, three, but I think he might be kidding. That did not work. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice like, effort. Ask the audience if it wants to be a Zero, eight, one. Zero, eight, one does not work. One number is correct. Oh, what do we have? Van Strife is saying, force break the lock. Oh, why don't we just do that? I think it's time. Could we call that wood sprite back and see if the wood sprite knows how? Just be like, <laughs> okay, tree tour. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you've got, Anka, you've got these locksmithing tools. Can you just pick this lock? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, why do I need to do this code thing? And I didn't even get any. Well, I, I kind of got the advance warning, but I'm doing like about a million things at once. Yeah. All right. For, for, for essence of speed, this lock cannot be picked. It cannot be. This doorway cannot be forced <sighs> open, nor oh can it be God. magically opened. Okay. I will tell you eight is in the right spot.
The sixth lesson that I learned from playing Dungeons and Dragons on the live stream yesterday was that we can all appreciate our own unique talents, strengths, and gifts. When we introduced ourselves, we told the audience about what we could do, what we couldn't do. Some of us could cast spells. Some of us had wizardry. Some of us had healing powers. Some of us had a dart throwing powers. And we all appreciated the unique things that we can do. And I think in our world today, we need to do that with individuals and that will help us calm the chaos. Um, let's have Anka roll to see if she hit. Now you're, you're rolling with advantage, Anka. So you get to roll your D20 twice and take the higher number. Roger that. So that would be a Love one advantage. and a two. Oh, wait, it's the 20 sided dice, right? Yep, the 20 sided dice. The one you have the most luck with. Oh, okay, fuckhead. 15. Roll oh, you have a plus 6 to hit, so you hit. Oh, okay, there's no need to roll it again then. No, she has a plus 6 right, to don't hit. Roll it again. Roll it again, Anka. Yeah, yeah you might get 20. a 20. At 20. Sorry, children. Okay, I rolled a 13. Yeah, all, right. all right, so you hit. Roll your 1d4, which is the pyramid. That would oh, be a one. Man. But a you one. do get plus four, and it is a sneak attack, and a sneak attack, I believe, gets 2d6 Five. additional damage. Five. So the roll cube. the six-sided twice. The uh, crap. Yes. You're making me think, you guys. Six-sided? Oh, the Yahtzee. regular craps? Okay. Six-sided twice? I can't yes. better luck with these ones. Six. Six. Ooh. One more time. One. Okay. Seven. All right. So somebody needs to roll for Thok, and it, it, I assume Thok will be attacking Captain Glibnor as well. So Thok hasn't rolled yet, and we're going to go Scott, Tracy, Scott, Tracy. So Scott needs to roll for Thok. All right. You want me to roll one at a time or two? Doesn't matter. He's actually going to get three rolls. So he'll get two for the first and then one for his second right. attack. Cool. 16. Okay. And then once for his other attack? Yes, he does get a bonus to hit, right? What is his bonus to hit? Oof. Three. Well, okay. All right, so you get um, 1d8 of damage plus six. Okay. We'll roll so, that. That's four plus six. It's 10. ten. All right. All right. So this is how this kind of shook out a little bit here since everybody has made their attack. So Father uh, Owen has cast his um, spell upon Luna. Luna's floating in the sky. She has distracted three of the hobgoblin guards. The fourth guard and Captain Glibnor were not attracted to it. Uh, in the meantime, Edgar has invisible cast invisibility upon Thok and Anka, who snuck in behind Captain Glibnor. Father Hands then moved to the opening of the path, tried to cast the spell, fizzled out. He moved aside, and um, Edgar cast a magic missile from underneath Father Hand, because a little bit shorter. Yeah, that magic missile hit, 
but it just scraped Captain Glibnor. He turned around. As he was turning around, Anka came up behind and shoved one of her daggers into his back. Uh, he kind of... And then right after that, Thok came swooping down with his longsword, his magical longsword, and just put a big gash in his back. He came back up with his second longsword and missed. Um, he, he then recoiled and hit his longsword again for even more damage. Captain Glibnor has fallen to one knee. Um, the other unaffected guard has turned around. And has now seen Anka and Thok. All right, the invisibility, due to the fact that they both hit Captain Glibnor, has kind of, you know, jarred the invisibility a bit. They know something is there. I am going to roll for the other three and see if they are still infatuated with the dragon. So, two of the three hobgoblins that were infatuated are no longer infatuated. They are now moving towards the entrance of the pathway, towards the pathway. So you have two there. The the other hobgoblin that wasn't infatuated turns around towards Captain Glibnor who was hit. So you still have one of them infatuated with Luna. The seventh thing that I learned from playing Dungeons and Dragons on a live stream was that we did need to come up with a plan. We needed to come to an agreement on a plan together as a group. As I said, the best decisions are made in a group and we were able to make a plan or plans. And that leads me into lesson number eight is that not all plans work. You know, failure happens. The plan doesn't work. We are not able to do a task. And this was pretty obvious in a couple of points in time, especially when I rolled the dice and uh, tried to stab a monster in the back twice. And it just doesn't work because of my bad dice rolling skills. But that's okay because we come up with an alternative plan. And that helps you calm the chaos. Okay. So as we're, as we're thinking, we're just like playing thinking music. <laughs> I totally yeah. forgot about the music. Um, maybe <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thinking, yeah. No, it's good. Okay. I think for for ranged weapons, Edgar and Owen and Father Hand, you still will have an advantage to throw another ranged weapon at the two hobgoblins that are heading your way. Okay. All right. So you have one more advantage advantage attack on them those two heading towards you. Thok obviously has advantage on Captain Glibnor. Anka, you have advantage on the other guard. So let's roll with um, the most immediate action. Let's go with Thok against Captain Glibnor. So Thok will have an attack with his magical longsword. So who is rolling for this one? That'd be Scott. Cohen. I can definitely roll. All right, let's roll. 17. That is a hit. Let us roll for damage. And for him, it is 1d8 plus 6. Come on, baby. 8. Yes. So, as Captain Glibnor turned around, he's still a bit in shock. So he reaches to draw out his 
his sword, and as he does, Thaw comes crashing down with his magic sword and splits his skull open, and he crumples to the ground. <laughs> wow. Plus, he had, a bunch, he had a bunch of other wounds on him. He was fairly well hurt. That, that finished off Captain Glibnor. Anka, you now have an attack on one of the Hobgoblin guards. So roll to see if you hit. You should get two attacks with your daggers or one attack with your short sword. Will do. Which one are you going to go with? Two daggers? Oh, sorry. Uh, you know what? That's right. I should go with two daggers, right? I think so. Yeah. All right. I always, I always trust a holy man. Why don't you say a prayer for my dice rolling? I don't have to flip uh, off Blessed the are these dice again. and those who roll them. 17. All right. All right. Roll for your other one. Ooh. That would be a three. Okay. So you've spun your daggers around like this and you went whoosh, whoosh and one of them stabs him in the left shoulder. Let's roll for damage, and that would be the pyramid die, and you will do 1d4 plus four. So the four, the, the pyramid with the one, two, yes. three, and four? Okay. Correct. Two. Be a two, two plus four is six points of damage. Whoops. Do your math, Stacy. Okay. So you hit him pretty hard there in the shoulder, you know, nearly piercing his heart. The eighth lesson that I learned from playing Dungeons and Dragons on a live stream yesterday is that there's humor involved. I've always said when things stop getting fun, we need to change our game plan. And everything was very fun. And we had some gentle ribbing. We had some humor. We had some humorous moments. And the people in the chat were very, very respectful and kind and humorous as well. So I enjoyed all the humor. And that helps calm the chaos. Humor definitely helps calm the chaos. Anka. Get him. Get him. Hey. Damn, I need to use my crossbow, right? No, no. no? You're too close. Shit. His back's to you. Just oh, I just need get him with the dags. Yeah. Hit him with the dags. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's Love do this. it. The priest loves all the blood. <laughs> well, I rolled an eight. Oof. All right, roll one more time because that missed. And I got two daggers. Right? Oh, I forgot the blood. Yes. I rolled another eight. I have to be honest. Yeah. She needs another 20-sided die. That one's not kind to her. You no. missed with both your daggers. So she needs to roll the 100-sided. Yeah, so uh, Owen, what, what, what say you? I will cast Toll the Dead on him. So since we do have a thief amongst us, oh, pardon me, I'm sorry, a rogue, um, let us have the rogue do a dexterity check to disarm the trap. And that would mean me rolling what? Roll the 20-sided and match your dexterity. Because I have so much great luck. Oh, well, you know what? You're going to just... 
let's not even roll. It's not going to be necessary because you're going to have a 20 no matter what anyways. Oh, you're so sweet. So you uh, have, I forgive you. besides, I wouldn't want to embarrass you with that roll anyways. Oh, that roll was only an eight. So Yeah, see, it doesn't matter. You have disarmed right the trap. across the street from the trap. See how the eight and the 20 are right next to each other? I, I know, you could have just lied too. You are a rogue or a thief. I anyways. am not going to you, lie. You do have sleight of tongue, don't you? So the trap has been dismantled. <laughs> it, it did not get triggered. As Father Hand touched him on the hip, he cries out in pain. He turns his head, and as he turns his head, there's these darts hit him. His back is now completely turned towards Anka and Owen. The ninth thing that I learned from playing Dungeons and Dragons on a live stream yesterday was that people have so much courage and we all have personal power this was really evident when we sent Thok in to do some of our dirty work and well he didn't exactly do great but he didn't do bad either and he has though a lot of courage and I learned that we all have our certain amount of courage that we make and we we have in our lives we make decisions we go out into the world we do our thing and uh, I, I really like that Dungeons and Dragons in particular helps us to learn that it's okay to have courage. You can go out there and do things and that calms the chaos. So, I since three of them are distracted, mm -hmm. should we go after the captain? It seems like a take, and if, I'm hoping if we take out the captain, because these guys obviously aren't too intelligent, maybe they'll Just concede and flee. Maybe if we hurry up and take them out. Yeah, I like that. I'm okay with that. Sounds good. Because I think, know Thok and Anka, they got throwing devices. Yeah. Edgar and Owen and myself, we can cast spells from right. afar. We could we could make our, our melee people invisible if we wanted to give them a little bit of cover, at least until they get hit. I could I could cast invisibility on Anka and Thok if they're running out there to get that captain. I like that. Okay. I like that. And then it'll give them a bigger surprise, too, because they'll think there's only... Yeah. Not as many of us. Yes. Okay. So, is it just Anka and Thok that are running up? Yeah, because they'll be our... Yeah, they'll be our melee and... Invisibility, I think, would just dissipate as soon as we cast a spell, so right. that would right. be useless. I'm going to beckon Anka and Thok over, and I'm going to kind of put my little grimy eyeball hands, one on each of the chests, <laughs> summon up this power, and I will I will cast Invisibility as a second level spell. Yep. And what, what level are you again, Edgar? I'm Nine. a level... No. Seven. 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 Sorcerer level seven, I see. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go ahead and do that. I just have to I just have to concentrate on my spell now. So if right. I get interrupted then then pushed, but at least for now. Tenth thing that I learned from playing Dungeons and Dragons on a live stream yesterday is persistence. Keep trying. Even if you fail, persist, persist, persist. And that's what we did. And one of the reasons why the live stream ended up being so long is because we were very persistent. And I learned that from playing our live stream yesterday. And persistence in your life calms your chaos. Just don't quit.
The 11th lesson that I learned from playing Dungeons and Dragons live stream yesterday, and I may have mentioned this before, but I'm putting it as number 11 because there is always another solution. If one solution doesn't work out, there's always another solution. You can go back to your friends, you can go back to your guild, you can even maybe write some options down yourself if you don't have anybody else to bounce ideas off of, but there's always another solution. And just knowing that helps calm the chaos. Lesson number 12 is about interruptions. During the live stream, I had a couple of interruptions from my cat, Mana. She came and wanted to play with my, my cord that I had, and she wanted to claw my lap up, and she wanted to show her butt to the camera, and uh, the interruptions are always going to be present in your life, and just being able to deal with them with dignity and grace, which I hope I did in my uh, very um, graceful tiefling outfit. I thought worked <laughs> to calm the chaos. Um, I, I just know that in life there are many interruptions and they're frustrating sometimes, but then if you meet them in the right mindset, they can actually be fun and you can learn to calm your chaos even though you get interrupted. Okay, so Scott, we're going to have to roll to make sure the spell is going to work. So obviously you'll do, I believe that would be an intelligence roll. Uh, I don't think so. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're going to have a 20 Touching anyways. Touching and imbued it with the power to spew magical energy from its mouth. Oh, it is a well creature. It okay. does not require a, a, a Very well. beautiful spell. By the way, Very in case well. you all are wondering, where the hell did he get that spell from? Zanathar's guide to everything. <laughs> um, hey, check check your D&D Beyond store. Shameless plug. Uh, some of the books... Off. Some yes. of the books are 40% off today. There you go. Shameless yeah. plug. I will. All right. So the spell is cast. I will use my phone to roll the die. If you don't have the D&D app, it looks like this. And then over here in the bottom corner, you can hit the die. And then you select your die. Like I'll select a 20. And then you hit the roll. And then the die will roll. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think you need to send that app to Anka. Hey now, that like, was rude. I like no. the real vibes. It gives us a, a, an authentic flavor. It is. I'm going to just have my cat Mana roll the dice next time uh, because she'll probably do a lot better. The last thing, I don't know if it is number 12 or number 13. I've really grown past caring about the numbers at this point, um, especially after yesterday trying to crack that code. Anyway. It is that idea of stopping, knowing when to stop, knowing when to pause, knowing when to think it over. I think after two hours in, I was pretty much done. I had had a, a day as far as maneuvering the controls in the background and trying to keep up with the story and monitoring the chat. And, and I was, after two hours, really pretty exhausted. And I think once we found the three amulets, we wanted to decide what to do with them right away. And I just said, let's think on it. Let's get back together. Let's do another one of these things. And people agreed. So we got to know when to stop and think it over, when to set a boundary or a limit on our time. And that helps calm the chaos. Or you could just, you know, call it good. We're done. So yeah, whatever you guys... Of, in the interest of time, we probably should... Uh, maybe we could reconvene in a, another time. That's what I think. Yes. Yeah, I, I like that we got the amulets. That was really pretty much the goal. I didn't know that there was three, but now that we've got them, I think uh, we can just shake each other's hands, 
clap and actually have like some applause or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. So the choice is yours. Uh, will you? So yeah. will you return the amulet to fa the father in the town, or yeah. are you going to keep it? We're gonna have gonna to figure that out later. Oh, we're gonna, oh, well, we gotta we gotta think about that and then yeah, maybe reconvene. All right. Yeah. All right. While you're thinking about it and discussing what to do next, um, in the next day or so, I will gather up all the gold and experience you guys have acquired. Um, I will also possibly hand out some bonus experience for some intuitive thinking and whatnot. And um, how about d bad dice rolling? Do you do you? I may I may have I I may have to. Uh, you're gonna have to penalize those of you who had bad dice yeah. rolling there. And, you're gonna thank me for bad dice yeah, rolling. Yeah. That'll come later. Sorry, All children. Right. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it's been real. I'm glad we got the amulets, and I know Katie has to go, and we I do know, too. I it, no, no, it's. It, I did not even expect this stream to go over an hour. Um, but it's it, it, bedtime. Yeah. No, we gotta go <laughs> see the movie, dude. We gotta go. Like we're in costume. We're gonna go see the movie. That's awesome. And, all right, All right, guys. I apologize for the length, Katie, but thank oh you for God. sticking around. I appreciate it. Nobody has to fun. apologize for their length. I mean, then, come on. Yeah. We all That's what like she it. said. <laughs> Sorry, children. But we, we do appreciate your time, uh, Katie. Thank, thank you so much. We I'm, have, we have I'm so glad you're into on, this. Uh, the YouTube. Sammy wants to know if we will be doing another live stream. I Absolutely. Will, well, in we the future, might. we will plan. I think what the plan now is we're all going to head back to town camp out and discuss amongst us for the next morning what our next move is going to be for our next adventure and i'm i'm sure it will be live streamed and we'll decide you know do we want to go after the other the other amulets or whatnot so yes edgar it was a pleasure meeting you pastor yes. pastor mark owen uh dm Anka, it's, a, it's a delight what a joy yeah. thank you for having me along absolutely and we were yeah. grateful to have you here thank you so much i'm going to go ahead and end the stream with my amazing outro thank you so much for listening in and thank you new subscribers and subscribers who have hung in there with me from the very very beginning when i was just starting out doing this stuff it really makes me kind of want to cry right now and um because i, I never thought i'd get this many subscribers and yet it's um it just really has touched my heart how much you guys have loved me through the years. And uh, there's my cat, uh, Malia, in the background. Uh, she's not interrupting. She's being very cute. Thanks for hanging in there with me, new and old friends. I appreciate you. And you take care. Have a great day. Thank you all for joining Calming the Chaos. And have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Calming the Chaos, Dungeons and Dragons Adventure in Chaos. We appreciate you. If you like what you see, please consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. And although this chaos adventure ends, we appreciate our friends. And so now, let the chaos end.